Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Hey, I want to ask you, are you keeping up with your doctor's appointments? Summer's just about over. We're coming into fall. Kids are back in school. Are you keeping up with your doctor's appointments? It's very, very, very important. No matter what, keeping up with your doctor's appointments and keeping up with your medication, that's your new job. If you're home because of a disability, that's your new job. You have to keep up with that to keep receiving your disability payments. Forget the disability payments. You have to keep up with that to keep up with your health. Very important, my friends. And remember, you know, they're still doing the telehealth. They're still allowing that with Medicare and most insurances. So keep up with it. You can do it right from your living room, right from your kitchen, right from your dining room, right from your bedroom. You can do it right on your phone, right on your computer. Don't tell me you don't know how to do it. It's the same as doing a Zoom call. And I know you know how to do a Zoom call. If you have a computer or a smartphone, I know you know how to do a Zoom call. Keep up with your doctor with the telemedicine. The same thing with your therapy. Keep up with your therapy. Most therapists do the Zoom or the telemedicine. Keep up with it that way. If you can't get to the the clinic or the the doctor's office, tell them you need to do the telemedicine. It's that simple, but make sure you do it. It's so important, especially now with the cooler weather coming in. So we got a good one for you today. I know everybody and their mother is talking about cannabis. All right, that's the new N word for it. It's pot, okay? Or another common word they're using now, and it's funny to hear it. <laughs> you hear you hear 50-year-old people saying, weed. <laughs> I haven't heard that since I was in high school. But, you know, you hear 50-year-old, 60-year-old people saying, yeah, I smoke a little bit of weed. It takes the edge off things. Come on. Come on. Are we back, Are we back on the terrace at the high school? I'm smoking weed. But you want to hear the funny thing is, 19 states, 19 states have legalized pot for recreational use. 18 states have legalized pot for medicinal use. Two states are still iffy about what they're going to do. They're still mulling it over. And 12 states have not legalized it at all. The rest of the states, they, they still don't know what they're doing. But it just amazes me. 19 have legalized it for recreational use. 18 have legalized it for medicinal use. I remember as a kid, for anyone that grew up in the 70s, I remember my parents saying, if they caught you smoking pot, my, fa- my father was a, was a hard-ass Irishman. If he, if he caught you smoking pot or smelling of pot, now I always wondered how he knew what pot smelled like, unless he smoked it himself. But I always wondered if he knew what pot, how he, how he knew what pot smelled like. But if he ever caught me smoking pot, he was gonna, he was gonna kill me. He, no tolerance for drugs in his house. And now it's legal. It's like people are just 
sitting at home like the, like they're taking a, a, a drink. They're lighting up a joint. Well, now the, the good thing is, is they come in edibles, little gummy bears, gummy worms. Uh, they're baking it into brownies legally. Nobody's saying a word about it, but they're, the little old ladies are baking them into brownies. You have pot brownies at home, pot cookies. And does anybody think, right, does anybody think about what's happening when, you, when you're taking these things, when you're smoking pot, when you're taking the brownies and eating them, and uh, they're making tea out of pot now. Does anyone wonder what the effects are? I mean, they were, they were great when we were kids. They could tell you that pot was a gateway drug. We knew better than everybody saying, no, pot's not a gateway drug. And they had movies out like Reefa Madness and how it turned people into addicts and stuff like that. And now the government's telling us, no, go ahead, smoke it, smoke, enjoy yourself. One toke over the line and all the rest of that nonsense. Pot affects your body. First of all, smoking pot affects the affects the brain development in teenagers did you know that we didn't know that back then we thought we thought it was cool little did we know you know like those those melon heads that used to smoke pot every day they're still melon heads today pot causes bronchitis it causes more phlegm in the lungs causes lung irritation worsens any kind of lung problems that you have it affects the fetal development during pregnancy in women and I'm not saying that women have to smoke pot. If pregnant women are around people who are smoking pot, secondhand smoke. That's right. All these people that are claiming about, oh, cigarettes, secondhand smoke causes cancer. Well, secondhand smoke from pot causes problems, especially for pregnant women. It affects fetal development during pregnancy. It increases the heartbeat by 20 to 50 beats per minute. Did you know that? Pot incre- pot's supposed to mellow you out, but increases your heart rate, increases your heartbeats by 20 to 50 beats per minute. You know how pot causes your eyes to go red? That's from the increase in blood flow. Now, it does have some positive effects. It can affect tumor growth, potentially, but that's that can be good and bad. It can, it can shrink tumors, but it can also hasten the growth of tumors. So that's an iffy one. You can get pain relief by smoking pot or taking the edibles. It can lessen vomiting or nausea, and it can give glaucoma relief. Those three little positive things don't add up to all the negative effects of pot. To me, it doesn't. I don't know. I I can't explain it. And it sounds funny because I grew up in a time where kids were walking around saying, you know, feed the head. (laughs) Feed your head. Pot was was the in thing to do. But, you know, one thing I will say, everybody, everybody I knew that was was a regular pot smoker went on to other things. Coke, you know, Coke was a big thing. And they graduated on from there to even stronger things. Unfortunately, a lot of people I know either had a lot of problems later on, either ended up in jail, some died. So I believe pot is a gateway drug, but... That's, that's for another time. That's for another discussion. One thing I want to let you know, even though the states have, you know, legalized it, do you know the federal government never legalized marijuana? It's still illegal federally. So if you get caught, even though you bought the pot in a legal state for, where it's legal for recreational use, say like here in New York, it's now legal. 
in New York to buy it for recreational use. But you bring it to a state where it's not legal and you get caught crossing the state line. You can get arrested on federal charges. And you'll say, well, it was legal in New York. I went to a dispensary. It doesn't matter. You're, you're crossing a state line with a drug that's illegal federally. There's so many ifs and ands and buts and positives and negatives with marijuana. But, you know, forget the laws. What about, in our case, the disabled people's cases? Marijuana doesn't interact very well with a lot of medications, especially if you're a diabetic. It doesn't interact very well with insulin. <laughs> There's a lot of medications that, that it doesn't interact well with, especially opioids. I got a couple of cards here that I want you to listen to, and you make your own decisions. But I tell you what, I'm not going to tell you before. I want you to listen to these cards first, and then we're going to discuss this more afterwards. But I want you to sit back, relax, and we'll, we'll talk on the other side. All right, let's get started here. Before we start, I just want to give you a little tip here. Now, some people, believe it or not, don't know what pot smells like when it's burning. And I know some people are going, that's impossible this day and age. Well, it's true. Some people don't know what pot smells like when somebody's smoking it. So I'm going to give you a little tip how to find out what pot smells like when it's lit. Take a piece of tin foil, okay? And... If you have it, a piece of newspaper or a piece of paper towel and just lay it inside that piece of tin foil. Now take a teaspoon, even a half a teaspoon of oregano and put it on top of that piece of paper towel. Now take a cigarette lighter or a match and light that end of the paper towel on fire and let it burn in the sink and let the oregano catch on fire. Now you smell what that smells like. It's burning oregano, right? That's what pot smells like when somebody's smoking it, burning oregano, okay? That's what it smells like. Now, just turn on the faucet and put that fire out before it gets worse. But that's what it smells like, burning oregano. Now, somebody's going to come in and say, hey, what were you doing in here? Open the windows, get the stink out. But that's what it smells like, burning oregano. So if you smell that coming out of one of your kids' room or maybe out of the bathroom or something like that. That's what it is. Don't let anyone tell you that they were eating a, an overcooked slice of pizza or something like that. That's pot. That's what pot smells like when it's burning. When smoke, someone's smoking a joint or a marijuana cigarette or a cannabis cigarette, whatever they call it now, when somebody's smoking a joint, that's what it smells like, burning oregano. I just wanted to let you know that. All right, let's move on here to... Some other information. Now, I'd like you to listen to this. What kind of effects can pot or cannabis, as they call it now, or weed, have effect on you? Now, I have a card here, so just sit back and listen, because this is very interesting, very informative. Can you get lung cancer from smoking weed? Scientists are not sure if smoking weed can cause lung cancer. However, cannabis smoke contains many of the same chemicals as tobacco smoke which doctors know can cause lung cancer. Additionally, many people use both cannabis and tobacco. As people who smoke tobacco are 15 to 30 times more likely to develop or die from lung cancer than those who do not, mixing cannabis with tobacco use will impact a person's risk. 
Smoking any product is harmful to the lungs. When plants burn, they release chemicals that can cause cancer. These are known as carcinogens. When people inhale carcinogens, it damages cell DNA in the nose, mouth, esophagus, and lungs. Over time, this raises the risk that cells will grow in abnormal ways and form a tumor. Tobacco smoke is linked to 80 to 90% of lung cancer deaths in the United States. Cannabis smoke contains many of the same toxins. In fact, compared with the carcinogens in cigarette smoke, cannabis smoke contains about 50% more benzopyrene, about 75% more benzanthracene, and more phenols, vinyl chlorides, nitrosamines, and reactive oxygen species. Because people inhale more deeply when smoking cannabis, it also leads to four times the amount of tar deposits in the lungs compared to cigarettes. However, people use tobacco and cannabis in different ways, which may affect cannabis smoke's impact on lung cancer risk. For example, people may smoke cannabis less often than people typically smoke tobacco, as its effects last longer than nicotine. It can also be challenging to determine whether cannabis or tobacco is responsible for lung cancer, as people often use both. Overall, scientists need to perform more studies to assess the risk. Cannabis smoke can harm the lungs in several ways. According to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, cannabis smoke affects people by irritating the throat and lungs, increasing inflammation or swelling in the airways. Increasing airway resistance, creating less room for air to move in and out. Leading to hyperinflation, which occurs when air gets trapped inside the lungs, making it more difficult for the body to pull in fresh air. Damaging or scarring small blood vessels in the lungs. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, regularly smoking cannabis also increases the risk of respiratory side effects, such as coughing, wheezing, and the overproduction of phlegm. Some studies indicate that smoking cannabis may cause or worsen other lung conditions. These include bronchitis, pneumonia, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD. Is secondhand cannabis smoke harmful? As with cannabis smoke a person directly inhales, secondhand cannabis smoke contains many of the same carcinogens as tobacco smoke. This means it may cause harm to others in a household who are exposed to the smoke. Secondhand cannabis smoke also contains THC. This means that people can experience a high from inhaling it. Exposure to THC from a young age may impact brain development, causing problems with attention and memory. Is there a better way to use cannabis? Edibles? Edibles such as candies, gummies, and beverages have become a popular way to use cannabis. They eliminate the need to inhale smoke or other substances. Making edibles safer for the lungs than smoking or vaping. However, there are downsides to using edibles. Compared to smoking, they take longer to work, can be difficult to control in terms of potency, last longer in the body. This means that if a person experiences side effects from using cannabis, they may be more severe or last longer than the side effects of smoking it. A person may also accidentally take too much. In high doses, cannabis may cause confusion, anxiety, Panic attacks, hallucinations, paranoia, nausea, vomiting, and high blood pressure. For your sake and the sake of your family, please be sure to check with your doctor before using cannabis in any form. Well, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like it's so harmless to me that all these pro pot people, you know, the the heads will tell you. But it gets even worse than that. That's that's if you're in good shape. 
that those things can happen. But what happens to us, the people with disabilities? Now, I have my this second card here. This is about more, more about us, people who have disabilities, people who are taking medications. So I really want you to listen to this second card. It's about pot or cannabis or weed and your medications. So sit back for a second and listen to this second card. Is mixing prescription medication and marijuana safe? Now that recreational marijuana is legal in many states, questions about its interactions with prescription medications are surfacing more openly. The answers aren't that simple, largely due to lack of research. If you do an internet search, chances are you'll get attacked from every direction, from the danger it poses to teenage brains, to healthier cancer treatments and miracle disease cures. To help wade through the uncertainty, the Oregon Poison Center at Oregon Health and Science University have some good advice. Ask your pharmacist and or doctor. A pharmacist knows where to look for the best drug interaction data, and can often look that information up for you on the spot. THC, the active ingredient in marijuana, is a highly protein-binding substance, meaning it attaches to plasma proteins in the blood. This means it could displace other protein-bound drugs. Examples include anticoagulants like warfarin, listed in the examples below, and cause unexpected side effects. Sources of the following include the Poison Control Center and the Mayo Clinic. Marijuana's biggest known impact is with opioids, for pain, sleep medications, muscle relaxants and alcohol because all affect the central nervous system. Taken with marijuana, one tends to amplify the other. Marijuana used with sedatives and hypnotics can have an addictive effect. Marijuana may increase the risk of bleeding when taken with drugs that increase the risk of bleeding. Some examples include aspirin, anticoagulants, blood thinners, such as warfarin, coumadin, or heparin, antiplatelet drugs such as clopidogrel, plavix, and nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen, Motrin, Advil, or naproxen, naproxen, and Aleve. Marijuana may affect blood sugar levels. Caution is advised when using medications that may affect blood sugar. People taking medication or insulin, for diabetes, should be monitored closely by a qualified healthcare professional, including a pharmacist. Medication adjustments may be necessary. Marijuana may cause low blood pressure. Caution is advised in people taking drugs that lower blood pressure. One bit of research is certain, however, THC levels in today's pot are higher, so its effect is stronger. In the 1980s, THC content averaged 4%. Now it's close to 10% and expected to plateau at 15-16%. to 16%. The federal government studies THC levels from confiscated pot. Prepare to wade through a quagmire of contradictions in your own research. For example, some sites say research has been suppressed. Others will cite amazing cures, from blindness to cancer. Read respected, unbiased, peer-reviewed information not promoted by special interests, which include both marijuana and pharmaceutical industries. Finally, remember this safety tip. If, after checking in with your doctor or pharmacist, you've decided to use marijuana and suspect a possible overdose or adverse reaction, you should call your state poison center immediately. Keep the number in your contacts list, also on your fridge, since you may be opening that door quite often anyway. So what do you think? Do you think it's worth it? Do you think pot? I mean, they, they say it's 
for recreational use. I say you're taking your life in your hands if you're disabled. If you're taking any kind of medication, you're taking your life in your hands with this, even with alcohol. And some people say, well, it's better for you than alcohol. Well, I don't know. I don't think you should be using either one if you're taking medication, but that's up to you. But here's something else to consider. You're getting a medical card. Where did you get the medical card from? Did you get it from your doctor? Did you get it from an internet doctor? Are you self-medicating? <laughs> that's that's the most mind-blowing one. Where are you getting the pot from? Are you getting it from a pot store? Are you getting it from a dispensary? Or are you getting it from, uh, let me see, how do you put this? Uh, uh, independent contractor, maybe, on a corner. <laughs> now, I don't know about a pot store. I don't know about a dispensary. I know about these independent contractors, though. You got to watch what you buy, where you buy it, who you buy it from. Because these independent contractors, all right, they may be cheaper than the dispensary or the pot store. But what are they doing to it before they sell you the, their product? I heard from a social worker at one point in some of the more sketchy neighborhoods of New York that they treat their products with certain bodily fluids to make the weight seem more. Yeah, that's right. Imagine what you're putting in your body from their body along with the pot. I don't know. This whole thing is entirely too too sketchy for me. Plus the fact, in my case, I think about it. They're talking about the THC and it's binding to cells and all this other stuff. I have 11 stents in my body. The last thing I need is anything binding to blood platelets or cells or anything like that. It's not worth it to me, okay? I suggest you check with your doctor before you do any of this. I know it may sound funny. You're going to go to your doctor and say, hey, I want to smoke a joint. I want to spark a bone. I want to do whatever. Whatever you're going to say, you're going to go in and say, I want to smoke weed because it makes me feel good. There are other ways. If you if you really need some artificial stimulant to make you feel good, you have other problems. Trust me. Maybe you should go talk to a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or, or a social worker. But maybe talk might be better for you than smoking a joint or drinking a drinking a drink. You know, you could do without the, the Jim Beam or the Jack Daniels or the Cuddy Sark or whatever your drink of choice is. But there are other ways to relax. Smoking a joint isn't the, isn't isn't it? You know, those days are gone, my friends. <laughs> those days are are long gone. There's a reason that they're long gone and you survived. There's no reason to put yourself through it again. But talk to your doctors. Talk to your doctors. I don't I don't see what the what the joy is about smoking pot. You're way over that age. That that was something that was back then. It should be out of you by now. What are you gonna do? Smoke a joint, listen to the Rolling Stones? <laughs> it's not good for you. You just heard it. You just heard it. It's not good for you especially if you're on medication. And just one more thing, my friends. When that bag of weed is empty or the bottle is empty, you know that pain that you were trying to get rid of or that problem you were trying to bury? Guess what? You know as well as I do, it's still there. Talk to your doctors. You have a problem, you have a pain, let the doctor handle it. You have a problem, talk to somebody. Don't try to mask it with weed or drinking or something like that talk to somebody talk to your doctor please don't try to cover it up don't try to smoke it away or drink it away all right let's move on here
want to thank you for stopping by today and I want to remind you, nobody ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. So give it a shot, my friends. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, check it out. Also, while you're tripping around the web, make sure you stop by famousapple.com forward slash group. That's the Living with a Disability group. That's the group page for this podcast. While you're tripping around the web there, make sure you stop by famousapple.com forward slash that vegan disabled gal. That's Erin Fernandez page. And she hosts the vegan possibility segment on the podcast. So make sure you check out her page too. They're having a lot of fun over there also. Hey, we got you covered on the internet here. You don't have to go anywhere else but Famous Apple. hey thanks again for stopping by today you've been listening to an apple a day the living with a disability segment my name is jimmy apple and i'll talk to you again real soon my friends take care thanks for listening to an apple a day with jimmy apple your gateway to a happy healthy life join our community at www.famousapple.com see you next time